0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the not are so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to the green White our Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night
1: Hi, it's episode 2, season 3 of the Tom Hotspur family podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, back for the first time this season, Bex from Poolsworth. Hello. And making his debut, a new voice on the podcast, John Steggles from Urchester. Hello. Hi, John. Right, we're going to as ever jump into talking about um, our first league game of of the season yesterday against Everton but before I do that John it's your first time on the the podcast so um, I think it would be good that listeners get to know a little bit about you Um, fairly straightforward question, Um, why Spurs? How did you get bitten by the Spurs bug?
2: Uh, Family, Um, my dad's side of the family are all from North London Um, so it was ingrained in me from an early age um, going to Spurs uh, my nan lived within sight of the ground. You could see she had a, a townhouse, and you could see the, the ground from the from her top floor. So you know, um, you go with the family where the family goes. My, uh, living in and um, growing up in Milton Keynes, uh, London was closer. My mum's from Newcastle, so the chances of going to Newcastle were slim, and so it was Tottenham all the way. You know, many stories of my dad and going to matches and cup finals and stuff taking uncles and you know getting chucked out of grounds for throwing apples at people and things like that um so yeah ingrained in my blood um and i'm firmly of the opinion that the club chooses you you don't choose the club and happy to say that my son is uh firmly entrenched in tottenham uh, history and and been to a couple of games already so yeah um family probably the biggest reason why most people support clubs i suppose
1: absolutely Excellent, good. Right, um, so we began our campaign yesterday at Goodison Park. Um, came away with a draw, which isn't too bad. It's a res- respectable result, first game of the season. Um, Contrast that to a year ago when, when we played very well against United and came away with nothing. But um, begin with you, Bex. What, what's your take on the match?
3: Happy? So, firstly, all the time it was at one nil. I kept thinking, if it stays like this, Jav is banned from going into any more opening games ever. Because that would be two successive years you've been to opening away games and two successive years we'd lost. Um, the first half was just dire. It was where the hell are my team that played so well last year with their nice flowing football, nice attacking. Yesterday, the first half seemed disorganised, disjointed. Nobody really knew what they were doing. I know they all had a very busy summer, with the exception of Christian Eriksen, who still, by the way, needs to go to a gym and get some muscle behind him. It's all very well being nice and being able to kick a ball and take a, a free kick. But he got pushed off the ball again so many times yesterday. So, yeah, first half was completely nondescript. I'd be happy never to see us play like that ever, ever again. And then the second half started slowly, definitely picked up after the goal. It was absolutely beautiful. The cross from Carl Walker to Lamella was spot on. It was absolutely inch perfect. And, um, yeah, really picked up after that. So, a fair enough result I think given the fact that they clearly won the first half and we clearly had the second three points would have been nicer but I'm um, okay with yesterday
2: John what,
1: what was your take on the game
2: uh, well game two halves um, you know almost a continuation of the poor form that we were showing for the last games of last season um, and it uh, carries on the run of now five competitive games without a win I think including the tail end of last season um, yeah shell shock they did they didn't really know what they were they were about when the game kicked off um everton had the the guy sitting in front of the defense and it negated all the balls into harry kane he never got the service um but when jansen came on in the second half it just changed the game and they didn't know how to handle him so i'd like to see him play more and potentially next game keep kane on the bench and have him play instead um but yeah um game changer completely they didn't know 4-4-2 perhaps is a way to go with him and Kane up front They would, no team would be able to handle us but a, a fair result in the end considering how each half went I think
1: I think if we do go 4-4-2 and I, I suspect well who knows but I don't think Maurizio will start that way he certainly might um, if we're chasing a game he might go with 2 but if we if we did and we, and we sort of did in the second half then I think Kane and Janssen seem to complement each other, um, and the one thing that janssen has got is lots of. was noticeable yesterday. He looked sharp, quite sharp, but also his movement seems to be very good, um, and you know, he looked quite lively. Um, on the, you mentioned the last time that we won a match, so I'm sli- ever so slightly superstitious. So I was at the game yesterday, and I was wearing last season's. Um, is it the away or the third kit, the light blue one, um, the away kit I think, um, and the last time I wore that was when we, when we played Stoke and we won 4-0, which was incidentally the last time that we won a competitive match, um, but unfortunately it wasn't meant to be, um, which is a bit frustrating. I I thought, much like those of you, I thought first half was quite disappointing and I think that we were... We were lucky to have gone in at 1-0. There were two crucial saves, one from Hugo Lloris, um, and then shortly afterwards he, he came off, he was injured, which I'm not quite sure. There, I've read on social media that it was a hamstring
0: injury. <coughs> yeah, yeah, but um... they,
3: they said, because um, I, um, I was watching Sky Sports with the volume on mute, and Matt Letitia was commenting, um, and every time his picture showed up, I switched off my iPad. And he said they, they had no idea... But afterwards, they said they thought it. They, he, the problem was because he walked off the pitch. So they looked like there was nothing actually wrong with him. So do you mm. think it was more a precautionary than anything else?
1: Well, there's, there's two theories, or two, two schools of thought. One is that it was precautionary, which is what I subscribe to, because he only jogged back okay. And by the way, nobody in the ground knew. He, everybody was saying, well, what happened with Hugo and even afterwards? Um, the other school of thought is, and this is a sort of conspiratory t- type theory, is um, is he seeking a move away somewhere? And why
3: start him then why do that?
2: Yeah uh, exactly he, um, he's not intimated that he wants to move unless unless some money's come in recently that we don't know about um he I don't think he's edging for a move when he when he missed that the the ball in from Barkley, he did clatter the post quite hard so unless he's hurt a shoulder or something while he was doing that but he wasn't moving properly when that ball went in. So he could, he could have picked up something earlier and now just seeing how he was going. Mm. Could he carry on playing? He could have tweaked something during the game.
1: Well, let's hope it's not serious. And by, by the way, I don't personally, I don't, I don't subscribe to the theory that that, that uh, he's, he's seeking a move away, but it's just a, uh, something I've read elsewhere and... Uh, it's like I said, a, a, conspiracy, a conspiracy theory type thing, but it but it's probably precautionary, I'd imagine. Um, the other crucial save was when Vaughan, Vaughan came on and he made a um, really good save with his with his feet, and I think that that could have gone in. I think it was on um, Delafeo. and at that I, when Delafeo went through, I thought that's it, it's two nil. But he made a really good save, and I actually thought Vaughan did quite well, although he didn't have to do much else afterwards. When the ball he came did to him, okay. yeah, he did. He 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 didn't feel, you know, when Vaughan first broke into the, um, t- the the team the season before last, and to some degree last season. We uh, he didn't look like the same player that was at Swansea, and there was always an element of he just looked a bit nervy. But I thought I thought he did fine. He 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 did what I would expect or I would want a substitute or backup goalkeeper to do, and he you know he, he didn't put a foot wrong. So well done to him. Um, I thought Wanyama had a really good game.
3: I thought he and Janssen both looked really settled, actually. The rest of the team, considering how long they've played together, looked really disorganised, but those two kind of settled into the disorganisation. But not in a bad way, but they looked... They didn't look like new boys. They looked like they'd been playing all together as a while. Wanyama fitted in really well, I thought...
2: I I think, you know, Banama's a a strong, powerful and he reads the game well, but I thought at times his distribution was poor and I think he could be letting a lot of the players, Ericsson included, that, you know, they they weren't stringing passes together in the first half and it was going astray, but he's pretty much the player I think we knew we were getting, but uh, um, I don't think he's um, cover for Dembele um, and I think perhaps... him and Dyer sitting where they were weren't the 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 best way to set up and play and I think um was unlucky to get to get hoiked for Jansen and either of those two pretty much of a muchness could have been taken off um and replaced I thought they were they were both you know playing as they were but yeah either of them could have gone come off I feel a bit, as funny as you mentioned, I felt exactly
1: the same thing. I feel a bit sorry for Dyer because it seems that sometimes he's a, he's a sacrificial lamb. Um, against In the Euros he, he came off and I, I thought that that was, I think it was in the game against Iceland possibly, um, but also earlier early this season when, when we played Palace um, at Selhurst Park and we won 3-1. Now arguably it was a game-changing substitution and he, and, Bochettino bought off um, Dyer and brought Chadley on and, and we went on to win that match 3-1. But it it seemed a bit unfair on on Dyer, and if it had been out of the two, yeah, I probably would have taken Wanyama off. Um, the other thing that's noticeable about Waniama, and this was mentioned in the ground by a few people, um, he does seem to have a reputation that precedes him in the Premier League amongst referees, and I think that could prove costly possibly for us over the course of the season. I can yeah, see. Yeah, I think yesterday up.
3: was about him. Um showing a bit of commitment to the cause, though, I think, because he's, it, it's a new team for him and he wants to show people that he does want to be there. So maybe yeah. there was a little bit of gung-ho-ness that, you know, a couple of games in, and I think working with that whole team as well and being in that whole environment, I think he'll calm down.
2: I, I think when Dembele comes back, he'll be into the team for either Dyer or Yama, and I'd rather see Dyer continue his upward form yeah of last season rather than Wanyama and use Wanyama in the cups uh, a, a bit more um, I don't think we we need to have two holding defensive midfielders in the team for the majority of the season and maybe it would, they were both put on with a mind of just don't lose this one mm. um, as we, you know, losing to Man United arguably one of our better performances last season, we went, you know, one down but, you know, maybe, maybe it was some of that in the back of uh, Poch's mind don't lose, that's why we have the two sitting there um, and it, you know, it's nice to be able to take one off and swap it up and put something a bit, you know, um, Janssen on or something. Um, so we'll see. But you know, um, yeah, uh, it was nice to see him play, uh, and nice to see him in a Spurs shirt as well. He's a, he's not a bad player. Absolutely. And, and in terms of, sort of
1: strengthening the score, so we, we've brought in Wanyama, we've brought in Janssen, um the Clinton Niji leaving the club, or and. Um, uh, on loan and and uh, the lad whose name I've forgotten uh, Nkundu that's <laughs> Nkundu, Nkundu. If, there's no second um, name yeah uh, he's not in the Marseille squad today it's not okay enough. no that, that sort of will it happen won't it happen Well, him coming in the, in the opposite direction now, I think Mauricio said that we might make one or possibly two more signings before the end of the window I don't know if that's including Nkundu or somebody else um, I would argue that um, again, if you a lot of people, if, if you read a lot of things on, on social media, and I'm, and I'm picking out the the, the the more negative comments, and then also speaking to a few people on the train back yesterday, a lot of people saying that to me on the train back and and just on, on social media about how we need to buy more players. Now, I think that we've we're actually we've kept all of our best players. We said this on the pod last week. We've got those all of our good players who are still relatively young. Are um, uh, we've got a, a, a a little bit more experience under their belts we've got two new additions and we've got a pool of youngsters that are breaking through which we, which we'll talk about a bit later there was a question around that
2: um i think we're in, we're in pretty good shape i think yeah like you said last week key is keeping all the players we haven't lost anybody um and there's a you know a lot of teams and now have spent big money but as far as i see it they're spending money to try and catch up with us So they've had to spend a hundred million pounds to get where we are now, and we've kept that squad, and we're just putting little additions on it and and just tweaking things. Um, One of the things I thought yesterday um, was, if you look at the bench, we could do with a bit of a stronger bench. Um, I think it'd be nice to have some to come back from the Olympics now, but we do need to have a a couple of players that can, like Janssen that can come off and just turn things. And I, I, you know, I think we, we just lack in that area a little bit. So maybe we do need one or two, but it would be, I, I fully trust whoever Poch wants, I trust. Um, we, we've had, you know, spending of the bail money. There's two of those players left at the club, but I, I fully trust three. Poch to buy the ones he wants. Um,
3: Chadley, Ericsson and Lamella. Um,
2: three. Sorry. Yes, yeah, sorry,
3: yeah, sorry. Yeah, Um. But... Potch is trying to develop the, the young kids. He had Cameron Carter-Vickers on the bench yesterday. Yeah. So, I, it seems weird. Why would you bring, and we said this a lot last season, why would you bring in another huge name player who would upset that balance within the team? And would they want to be, I don't know, Potch almost seems to not treat them like kids, but he has them under almost a really tight rein. You know, there's none of the backstreet, street, back page... Um, newspapers saying oh, Spurs players have done this this and this nobody was talking about us apart from the football last season there was nothing at all so this team of players this very tight squad that we seem to have that's what he's worried about that's why he's not buying all that's why he's not spending a fortune because I think he thinks he can do it internally and keep that same mentality behind it who would you bring in
2: not Ibrahimovic <laughs> well no um or Pogba,
3: um, or anybody no. else whose salary demands are more than most people's houses are worth ridiculous so it's a delicate balance and I'm completely with you totally trust porch and
1: i think he's got i think he likes the mole's players i think who do you bring in you bring in somebody that very few of us have heard of let's be honest somebody like a jansen um that's a decent player um that's quite young um, and that's got, got got the potential to improve. And yeah. he he's he's moulding that and when was the last time we had I suppose to, I've heard Toby Alderweireld. he was a big signing last last summer, summer. Um he'd established player in the Premier League, I suppose, like Wanyama, but he'd he'd also played um Atletico and, and and Ajax and he had a little bit of a reputation. Um but aside from him certainly going forwards I can't remember the last time we signed
2: a marquee player. Loris Loris, yeah. Well, that Lamella. was probably the I, would, I yeah, Lamella was just big money. I don't think had anybody heard of him really.
3: I think Ericsson no me. you're right. I think Ericsson was probably our last mm. big, big name, if you like. Despite yeah. the fact that he's you know, still only what, twenty three?
1: You could you could go even further and and say Players like Bale, but certainly Bale, but even Modric, they were relatively unheard of. Modric was relatively unheard of, Bale was certainly unheard of. Um, Arguably, Van der Vaart was one of the big, big sort of name signings, big sort of marquee signings, Um, and that's going back several managers. But certainly under Mauricio, um, we haven't really brought that sort of player in. I think he's looking to to mould the team. Um, Just going to jump forward because there was a question further down the running order which I was going to ask later on there's no reason why I can't ask it now Um, we talked about the bench and the youngsters who are the bench so Bex you mentioned Cameron (coughs) Carter-Vickers and um, who else was in there was was Winks on there Onoma was certainly on there Um, question from Zach Gostola from Weymouth who asked after asking a similar question last year about Pritchard Onoma etc which youth players do you tip to break through this season and have a major impact on our
2: season John, if I come to you first, I think Edwards is the one that everybody wants to see do something. <laughs> uh, it's the an easy answer as well, isn't it? Um, but it, it's it's nice that the the players are coming through. It it makes a nice connection with the club for the fans to see the youth to see the you know the youth coming through and then be, being made to be a, a bigger part of the club. I think it it leads to more harmony. Um, you know, I certainly don't like big name bigger name signings and marquee signings like you know real madrid where it's just a load of big names and they try to gel i think it leads to more harmony and a better cohesion but edwards I uh, you know i want to i'd like to see him in in the cups i, I mean uh, last year there was an accusation leveled at um uh poch that he put in too many youth players in the cups and you know we certainly went out early um in in the uh uh in one of the cups at home, uh, to the Wanderers. Um, and it, you know, but I'd like to see him do that. And I'd like to see him bring on players through that. And I'd certainly like to see Edwards come on and, and take a, a role in that. Certainly. Um, but, and, and Carter Vickers as well. I'd like to see him play at the back. If he, you know, if he's the, uh, the, the, you know the next ledley that comes through the club, then albeit let's, let's bring him on. Let's play him in the cups. Yep.
3: I'm with you on that. Josh, on a, um, played well last season he had a couple of games where he was really really good another very young player I like the fact that Poch brings through the youth and it would be good to see Onoma get a bit of better um, profile within the team this year again Cameron Carter Vickers will be good Harry Winks any of them and of course the much talked about Marcus Edwards for anybody that pays any attention to the youth setup, up um, yeah that should be quite good and it's exciting to see these young players come through absolutely and, and and as you said, John, that
1: the, there's a at any club when you, when you have young players breaking through, there's that connection, and that, that's really important in football. Um, I think much will depend on two things. Obviously, ability that's the obvious thing, but also just just that lucky break. Um, <coughs> I think I think Josh Onuma and Harry Winks will have that head start over everybody else because. They were already in the team last year, albeit Winx didn't get that many opportunities. Um, so I expect big things from Onoma and hopefully Winx. Um, of the other players mentioned, I think that... Carter Vickers will get... Like, this is just... Who knows what we'll have, but I I think Carter Vickers will, will, will have a few opportunities this season. Um, I was under the understanding that, that Vertonghen was going to miss the first few games of the season through injury, and that might have... Um, Led me to answer this question differently, but given that he's back and we've got Vimmer and Al um if all those players are fit, and even with all the competitions that we've got, if if Carter Vickers' chances are limited and he plays one or two games, I wouldn't be surprised. If come January, if it was December, January, if if all those all our other regular defenders are, f- are fit, I wouldn't be surprised if we loan out Carter Vickers somewhere just so he gets some um, regular. Um, uh a uh, uh, game time um Edwards, i think possibly might
2: get an opportunity to shine um. the one that surprised me was Dominic ball going to Rother, uh was it Rotherham yeah
1: yeah,
2: I thought he might have come back and and played a bit of a bit of a bigger part as uh, seeing if he you know he he <laughs> um My mother-in-law is a massive Rangers fan and um, she's highly disappointed that he didn't go to Rangers because he had such a good season. So off the back of that and other Rangers fans comments about him, I'm disappointed that he's not come back and not playing a bigger part with us. Um, Maybe his head was turned and he just wanted first team and they couldn't first team football and they couldn't guarantee it. But I would have liked to seen him come back. Mm.
3: Quite surprised because Grant Ward went as well. So I was really surprised to see him go
2: he got, um, he got although a
3: Ips, yeah Ipswich fans are absolutely delighted that he got a hat-trick on his debut
2: <laughs> it's uh, yeah um the, the other thing that's is heartening is the fact that, that the players have squad numbers the youth have squad yes. numbers uh, that's and that's always nice to see and it's uh, but it's quite odd seeing that uh Bentaleb's pushed out to number 42 or something um but yeah it's nice to see them included and, and being made part of the you know that inclusion I think is key um and I, I think it's one of Poch's strengths—the way he does treat youth and bring them on, and foster their development. Now, we're lucky to have him. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um,
1: before we move on to other things, uh, final few things on Everton. Um, uh, I thought, uh, yeah, I, I thought all in all, I think of that but it was a fair result. I mean, we, we had a couple of chances second half, um, Lamella and and Janssen, um and, and their keeper made some good saves. But I think. Um, it was honest even and and that's that, that was probably a fair result and and that's fine um, it's good to good to get off with start the season with a, with a with a point and then and then build from there um, it's a, already a better start than last season so at the moment so hopefully it's something to build on um the other thing that I should mention is so before before the intro music, music on the first pod last season, um, I said the podcast was was dedicated to our dear friend and regular on the show, Mary Morton, who sadly passed away in the summer. Um, Bex, you and I were at the funeral service um, amongst others associated with the pod, um, and I'm sure you agreed it was a sad, sad occasion. Um, but the number of people who, who turned out that day probably was a testament to the facts and reflected what an amazing and kind woman Mary was.
3: Yeah, very much so. There were an awful lot of people. Um, The crematorium was full. We didn't get seats. We were standing outside. It was that busy, um, which was really lovely to see. Sad occasion for everybody to be together, but from that point of view, it was really good.
1: Um, I should also add that so Mary's brother Ian Ian Morton, um, who lives in Ireland he, he told me a few weeks ago that they were having the Irish remembrance, remembrance Mass for Mary on the first day of the season something which she would she would not have approved of. She would have very cross. Um, <laughs> and I know that many of and I know that those of us who were there at Goodison Park myself and um, a gentleman called Graham Pitts who was also um, there at the auditorium in June, um, along with countless others who who weren't at Goodison, but who knew her, raised a glass to her, which, which will make up, obviously, for the, for the disastrous timing of the, mm, timing of the mass. Um, now, talking of Mary, we, we had a question from Nikki from Nicky, from Nicky Joe joburg who asks, um, our Mary, our, our Mazza, was a fan of Mason, Ryan Mason. Do you think he'll stay and cement his place, or will he eventually be phased out? Now, it's interesting that I... I thought that he would be surplus to requirements and I still sort of think that he might get shipped out in the January window, him and Chadley, if opportunities are limited. But Pochettino has, has kept him, um, he was on the bench yesterday. He obviously sees something in Mason that, that many don't. Because I know that he's one of these players that, unfortunately at the moment, um, and, and this habit, goes through cycles one minute it's Lamella then it's Chadley then it's whoever it is now it's Mason um player that on social media gets a lot of stick from a lot of people just and I've got to say I think he did really this is my take I think he had it this breakthrough this season was re- really good and he sort of epitomized the epitomized I can't say the word the fight and character that Maurizio wants in his teams and he still does so That that's nothing's changed on that front um and last season I thought he did well early on in the season until he scored that goal and and got injured against Sunderland and when he came back from his injury I just didn't feel he was the same player and I was disappointed in his performances and I thought that um, if we're going to progress and move on as as a a club we need players of a better quality so uh, personally I don't see that he's got a future but um, what do you guys think? Beggs.
3: He's a good squad player doesn't has yeah you're right he, the impact that he had the season when he was when he scored um in the league cup wasn't it, it was a league cup game against forest or city not forest, yeah. not, not yeah. county sorry um yeah and he had a really good season he did really well and he and bentaleb looked absolutely awesome and then the two of them have just not featured for whatever reason i don't quite understand what's behind it and we you know you were saying earlier about bentaleb um being squad number relegated effectively I don't quite know I it's hard to gauge I think they'll probably keep him unless somebody comes in with serious money because at the end of last season almost before the season was really over they were talking that it was a done deal he was going to Bournemouth mm. um, and there were a couple of other little rumours through the close season that he was definitely off and yet he's still there so I don't know it's really hard isn't it to gauge But, you know, back to in Poch, we trust.
2: I think at the tail end of last season, um, I would have levelled an accusation of a lack of commitment to the club. Uh, We needed to step up in the last couple of games of the season when he was played. And he was almost not on the pitch, Um, especially against Newcastle. um, Very disappointing. Nobody was on the pitch. I know. But, (laughs) you know, we needed people to step up and he he didn't. Um, He's he's cost the club no money um if if somebody comes in with 12 to 15 million pounds for him i can see daniel levy snapping yeah. their hands off um because you know we've yet to to make any money and to go for the you know the famous net spend that daniel levy so loves um so we'll see um can he can he improve if it, i don't know i honestly don't know we, we, we have to see him play i mean yesterday could have been Tailor made for him. We we need to we needed to have a a Dembele replacement come on, and he could have come on and played that role because he is that natural kind of player that will drive forward uh, and and through teams. And he wasn't given the chance. So who knows? Who knows where his future lies? The fact I think is he number eight in the squad. He's been given yeah. You
0: know,
3: mhm.
2: We you know we'll, we'll see we'll see where he goes.
3: Is that a question of Potch having favourite players though? Because he's brought one Yama in. And he tried last season, didn't he? So maybe that's kind of behind it almost. That Mason was okay so long as Poch didn't have somebody that he really wanted, and now he's got Wanyama He's like, well, okay. Like you say, he can stick around until such times so as somebody comes in with a serious offer.
1: Well, this this okay. So this is purely hearsay, but let me let me flip the flip it the other way. So Bentaleb, um, there's been lots of talk that that he's fallen out with Maurizio and um, there's the entourage that surrounds him and he's, he's he's a little bit too big for his own boots and, and he's just not just not showing the same attitude and, and commitment and 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 therefore Maurizio doesn't trust him. So if you flip that the other way, Wanyama that you mentioned and um, and Mason, maybe these are players that Maurizio just trusts that they can he knows they can go and do a job for him. Um, and they can, they fit into the into the into the way that he wants to play, and maybe that's what it boils down to. I think certainly for the foreseeable future, it looks like he's not going anywhere. But I wouldn't be surprised if I, I think Jan, if his chances are limited in January, then I think, I think somebody might come in for him then. Part of me even still thinks I wouldn't be surprised if in the eleventh hour somebody like Bournemouth, for example, puts a, I don't know a ten million bid for him and puts. Right price in and we can get a good quality replacement on the whatever it is, the thirty-first of August or whenever the, the, this window ends. I wouldn't be surprised if if something like that happens, but only only if we had a quality player coming in in, in the other direction. I suppose only if they met Levy's asking price, um, but otherwise, I'd imagine he's here till January. Um, talking of coming coming and going, so it was announced earlier this week that. Um, Paul Mitchell would be leaving Spurs Um, Shock, surprise, is that a a blow?
3: I don't really know how much involvement he has, there was much talk when he came about the job that he'd done at Southampton and the kind of soconomics type thing that he was doing and they were looking they were assessing all of the data and he and his squad, is he really the only man that can do that? Is there anybody else that can do it?
2: But I think, it, are they paying for his black box and his spreadsheet of players across Europe that we could potentially buy cheaply, develop, and then, you know,
3: yeah.
2: I, and, and, you know at the end of the day, Spurs is a business. We buy players and we sell players, and Levy's and Enik take money out of the club. Uh, you know, and I think Levy likes that. We'll buy players cheap, we build them up, and then we can move them on. Um, I, it, so maybe it seems to be related to... Uh, levy's constraints in the, the transfer market buy them young sell them on and if a bigger name comes on that mitchell's saying this person would fit our profile perfectly and it, it's not been taken up um it was jansen one of his we'll never know um but one of the things that, I'd, uh, that i would throw at daniel levy is if we'd have bought uh jansen last season we would have probably won the league because he's exactly the type of player that we needed when Harry Kane wasn't firing or we weren't scoring goals to come on and change games for us. Um, And you've got to ask the question, how long before Poch feels the same and he's frustrated in the same way that he's not getting the backing and the players that he wants from Levy and he moves on too? That's a concern for me.
3: I see. I don't see that relationship with Poch and Levy. I don't see that at all. Uh, The reports were saying that Mitchell was frustrated because he wasn't being listened to. And you don't know what level he wasn't listened to. Was he because Mitchell has always bought in players that don't that haven't been so well known in the UK. And then they've developed them. So the Nkudu thing, maybe he's one of the Mitchell targets. I don't know. And that's where Mitchell is getting frustrated because Levy insists on getting involved with the transfers. That was what was reported. Obviously, you know, large pinch of salt. But maybe that's maybe it's not about Potch's frustration maybe it's just about mitchell feeling that he didn't he wasn't getting the results that he thought he should that maybe were promised to him when he joined the club because levy wanted to be involved with everything and that's why he's gone but rumor has it he's off to leicester so um good luck to him
2: yeah i've heard that rumor too and, and the, the other thing is is uh, that once mitchell's made his mind up there's no going back he's very stubborn and that's it
3: but, yeah and you know. th- that's fine but i do think that the system that he's developed at least two other clubs are now aware of this. And yes, he can take some stuff with him, but somebody else will stay who knows what he was doing. It. The system has been developed. How hard is it then, to continue to use it, or tweak it slightly, or advance that development?
2: I mean, d- does nobody do any old-fashioned scouting? Going to well, you
1: know how dare games?
3: you? <laughs> isn't isn't he just a
2: glorified? <laughs>
1: isn't he just a glorified scout? Really? I mean, all this talk about is black box and this, that, and the other. Um, and and even if he's very good at his job, um, so was Frank Arneson. and he he lasted what five minutes and then went to Chelsea, which which was a bigger blow for me at the, yeah. T- at the time. Yeah, yeah. D- don't I'm not really. We'll, we'll find somebody else. He's not. No one person is bigger bigger than the club. And frankly, our biggest assets at the moment, um, I would say, is the manager who we've retained, not just for what he brings, and and what he's building. But also, particularly for the for the fact that if you keep him, it'll. I've said this before. It's, it's like a, 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 a domino effect. Um, the other players, hopefully, top players, will will um, sign contract extensions because because he's there. Um, and conversely, I think if he left, then I think that would
3: hurt oh, quite badly.
1: Yeah, I mean, all, the, yeah. All, the, all the dominoes would would
3: um, would fall. So to speak. Yeah, absolutely. The linchpin is Poch yep um and I think Mitchell i don't it's very hard to gauge his fans how much involvement he's had, like you say, a Janssen, the Janssen signing, how much of that was Mitchell involved in, or wasn't he? We'll mm. never know Never until know. he publishes his memoirs for vast sums of money at some stage in the future don't, when he's don't. been um would uh, to death by levy but so I, I, I don't I don't know. Is he the man that's made it all happen or is it Potch?
1: He's only... He, also, the other thing, I, I didn't know about um, Mitchell this week but he's only 34. I
2: mean, he that's looks just... like Grant Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, he does. I think somebody showed me a picture of him and I, I kind of expect... I don't know what I expected. Maybe something, you know, in a David Pleat kind of, kind of mould of, uh, of an older gentleman. But yeah, he looks like Grant Mitchell. Looks like a football thug like he wears Stone Island. It's quite, quite weird. <laughs> Um, the other big news which isn't
1: Spurs news but it's quite amusing so John Stone moves to Man City um, from Everton this week 47.5 million now I, uh, I quite like him as a player I think he had a, I don't think he had a, the best of seasons last season but I think there is a player there and I think under the right management I think he
2: will do well but 47.5 million really? It's absolutely ridiculous it's the TV money isn't it it's just inflating everything and That's, I think beyond all
3: belief the thing is is he really that good?
2: Well, it, so last season, everybody at Everton had a poor season because of Martinez. He was a fraud of a manager. But the season before, I don't remember the prodit saying about John Stones about how good he was. So I, you know, it, 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 all of a sudden it was the beginning of last season. Yes, John Stones is a brilliant player. Let's see how well he does this season. He has a, a rubbish season. And then he he's not very good in the Euros. And all of a sudden he's 47 million.
3: Well, would any other club, any club other than City have paid that much for him?
2: United probably would have. Would they? Uh, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't they think they
3: spent every penny they got on Pogba.
2: I, I, I think that Arsenal, City, United um, have got poor defences. Um, I don't think they've strengthened them at all, um, and I think that uh, and Liverpool as well. And I think that will let them down ultimately well, across the season.
3: Liverpool have certainly because they're one 0 down at the moment to their ass, arse. and um, Arsenal missed a penalty as well, which is always amusing. <sighs> That's um, nice. I, I know it's not. An
1: op- <laughs> I know it's not an option, but it would be nice if the pitch just opened up and both yeah, those yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah.
3: And just swallowed both teams. Yeah,
1: I'm absolutely. with
3: that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing about John Stones is uh, the fact that if you consider our back five, I'm including Lloris in this. Walker, um, Rose. Alder-Wereld and um, for Tonga, and unless and Dyer is good good measure, and probably countless others, um, the total sum of all those players would still be less than the 47.5 million. Sorry, not the, the the total sum in terms of what we played for them at the time would be less than the, the ridiculous amount of money that, that City played for John um, stones. But there you go. I think that there's a bit... I've seen this amongst football fans, but also particularly our fans, and it's quite annoying. Um, and I saw this last season, and I see it to a degree this season, when, let's say last season, Liverpool spend big money on Benteke and various others. United spend money on um, Schneiderlin and Schweinsteiger and, and uh, De Fea and again, Martial, countless others. And we don't really splash out in the transfer market. And all you hear, fans, is win winch, 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 and City have spent whatever it is 47.5 million on, on, on John Stones and you don't need to spend that much money. Of course it helps if you've got the money and the finances but it's how you spend it. It's, it's being shrewd in the transfer mar- market and if anything Leicester City proved last season that you don't need millions to win the Premier League you just need good players, um, a good team, good ethics well
2: organised and and a good manager. Yeah, I, I would agree with the you know you, you put players into positions that they can play in, and I, I you know one of the things that could be levelled at the the Euros was that um, Rooney got shoehorned into a midfield when he shouldn't have been, and you you cannot shoehorn players into positions where they can't play. Um, and if, you, if you're wise in the transfer market, you pick up players that will do the job. And maybe that's where Mitchell's little black box came in because he could identify players that fitted into positions and systems. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah um, I, 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 um, I don't want to spend £47 million pounds on potential because that is potential. We played £30 million pounds on potential for Lamella and I think that will be borne out over time.
3: Yeah, but it's taken a long time and a lot of fans have dripped like septic tanks about it in the interim Mm -hmm. Um, and the guy I think has put up with a lot of flack from fans and I've certainly heard them giving him a load of abuse uh, at games I don't think I just think that some people there's no contact with the real world 47 million for some kid who hasn't played that well he hasn't set the Premier League alight it's just obscene it really is the amount of money that they're chucking around like it's nothing they Again, have to is, develop him now
2: is it part of their English player quota
3: that well and that's what I was thinking it is the reason he costs so much because he's English uh, I mean yeah, fair they to Everton for getting that much that was a really good deal for them yeah but it, it, yeah you're right did they manage to push the money up because City obviously wanted an English player for their quota was that part of the deal
2: I'd love to see them come in for Harry Kane and how much Levy does them for. Um, Or any of our players, because he would screw them.
3: He Um, absolutely would. Every single one of them.
2: Yeah. Um, And this is, you know, one of the things I can't see. Maybe why we've managed to keep hold of our players is all the other teams are like, "Whoa, we're not going near a Tottenham because they've got Daniel Levy, you know. Yeah.
3: And maybe that's what it is. So for all the hard times that everybody's given him, maybe this time it's working in our favour. Because there's been nothing or very little this season linking any of our players... Moving anywhere? Uh,
2: Only, only recently with the 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 rumours of Ericsson wanting 150 grand a week, um, which he poo pooed yesterday on social media.
3: Exactly. But apart from that, there's been almost nothing. And this is the first season in I don't know how long. Without people saying, oh yeah, they're all going. You know, so if you believe all the press, then we're basically starting from scratch again next season. And yet this season we have uh, this close season, which is quite refreshing. And so I think there is something behind that. People, chairman um, and other football people thinking, yeah, I'd quite like it, but I'm not sure if I want to deal with Levy to get to them. And I'm good with that. That works for me.
2: Yeah, I'm happy with that as well. And I think that's one of our greatest strengths going into the start of the season is the fact we are, the stability, you know, and other teams are spending to catch up with us. Uh, You know, I know that we're not going to have as many easy games next season and, you know, that certain teams aren't going to perform as badly, but they're, they're playing catch-up, and we're, we're stable, and we're enhancing that. So, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah it's all good. Works By the amazing.
2: way, Liverpool
1: have just equalised.
3: They have indeed. With a nice oh. free kick. That's OK. A draw for them as well suits me. Fine.
1: Absolutely. Right, before before we move on to some more questions and look at the Palace game, um, Bex, have you got an update on Spurs ladies?
3: I do. The ladies played today. They played the Chelsea ladies' uh, development side. So Chelsea is a ladies' team anyway, play in the women's Super League. So again, their development team is a step up from where spur, the, the opposition Spurs ladies normally have. Um, won all today for the girls. So that was quite good. Uh, we were behind from the 14th minute. So a long, pretty much not dissimilar from the, the men's senior team yesterday managed to hold it on, didn't concede any further, and then Mayor Vio scored in the 79th minute, which is very nice. So they're OK, picking up uh, friendly games as and when they can in preparation for the season starting later this month. So that's where we are at the moment.
1: Cool. OK, so next Saturday we play Palace, first home game of the season. Um, how did they do yesterday? They lost, didn't they, I think, I believe. Um Think. yes okay. they did they yeah played, they yeah. Played West yeah they lost West Brom. Brom they lost to West Brom yeah. didn't they yeah okay um now the last time they played us at the lane was in the FA Cup and they beat us that day um and uh, that's not gonna happen tomorrow uh, next Saturday so um I think that we will we'll win that match
2: 3-0 John how do you see it um well, Deli Ali's beautiful goal last season <laughs> against them um, and the fact that they're sinking and going to carry on sinking, I think will do them by at least three goals. Um, and yeah, um, I don't like Pardew. Um, I've got nothing against Crystal Palace, but yeah, 3-0 and I hope they suffer horrendously at our hands and look <laughs> humiliated by the end of the game.
3: That's nice and balanced. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to add any more, you know, heap coals of fire on their head? Because you clearly don't like them.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, Pardew could get sent to the stands and, and never darken the door again. Um, uh, he's an odious manager. He's he's another fraud of a manager. Um, I don't think anybody likes... I haven't met anybody that likes Pardew. Um,
1: maybe his mum likes him. I don't know. Uh, well, who knows? <laughs> um, she probably took t- one look at him when he pops out and then
2: trying to shove him back in but anyway um yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, the only reason to, he's probably in the game is is all the rumors that come out of newcastle and his his uh, relationship with uh, mike ashley so uh, you know if it wasn't for that i don't think he would be in the game today um you know he i don't think he's he, he's up to managing a premiership team
3: well they're doing okay They well they did not badly last season so I um, guess he's going to look to be building on that. Obviously, he'll be disappointed that he didn't get the England job because he must have thought that he would be in line for that.
2: Oh, well, oh, that, that, that would put me off England even more. Um, what, even um, more uh,
3: than having fat sound there?
2: Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm always uh, yeah. a club over country person. Um, I, I would rather watch Tottenham any day of the week than watch uh, yeah. a team that might contain... Bulich fan I uh, players, yeah, I, I just can't, you know, I I can't cheer for any of them, <laughs> and I can't, seriously can't, and it it, it grates me. So, um, but yeah, he would be the nail in the coffin, I think, for me if, with England if he got the job. Ugh.
3: He is an odious creature. Hmm. Um, I'd like to think that we should smack Palace first home game, start to the season. It should be. We should do them some serious damage. If we can pick up where we left off from yesterday with the way the team was playing, then yes. Should be a much more entertaining game than yesterday's was.
1: Yeah, Hopefully it won't be anything like um, our first home game last season against Stoke, which was a big... That was fucking awful. Yep. Um, it's funny, though. Well, it's not funny, but it's funny that, if you remember that game last year, Bex, and you, you and I were there, and, and, and when Lamella came on as a sub, he was, he was pretty poor that day, and how... Contrast that with now, this season. Yeah. He looks really good, um, and that, that's that's you know that's great, and, and I, I, I do think he's going to have a really good season <coughs> this season for us, um, and that's good to see. Um, right, questions. Um, should just add by the way, if, if anybody wants to submit questions to um, to us, you can do so via our Facebook page, the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast page. You can do so via Twitter. Um, Twitter handle is at thf podcast. You can also email us at Spurs, email us the following which is Spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur Family dot com. Um, right, we've got a few questions, I'll try to get through as many as possible. Um, first question from the Spurs Poets, no less, um, at the Spurs poet from uh, asks, What constitutes a su- successful season this year given our third place finish last season?
2: Um, I would say a pot, a nice trophy, a bit of silverware because well, we've been lacking for a while um, a third or higher and a semi-final of the Champions League <laughs> Come on You I'm don't want gonna, much, do you? I'm not going to say we're going to win it <laughs> but we, we've, we've got to step up uh, There's a lot of, you know, a lot of pundits and, 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 and people are expecting big things from us and we've got to step up and we've got to be better the, you know um, it, it's always the hope that kills you in football it's the one thing that always lets you down the hope can we do better but what is the point of going out there and not wanting to win and do better um, do want your team to do better so yeah i, I open a pot, third or higher or semi-final of the Champions League bring it on and I know I'll get caned at the end of the season when this all crashes round my ears
3: <laughs> no I think you're right with the league position I think third or higher based on what we did last season is a pretty much um, a standard as for the Champions League semi-final seriously I can't see it's getting that far but we should have a really good crack at it and it would be nice if we could keep up with the rest of the English teams as the bare minimum so not go out at the group stage and not get I would absolutely hate for us to drop down into the Europa League that would really depress me beyond all belief
2: I'd agree with that. It's like either out of the group stage or out of Europe completely.
3: Yeah, I think D- no dicking around, because I, I really hate that Champions League drop down into Europa. So we need to get through the group stage and we need to get past the next round after that. So kind of still playing in February, a cup would be nice, but really where's your priority?
1: Mm. No, I agree with that totally, particularly the, the, the Europe thing. Um, in seasons gone by, I would, I would have always said something along the lines of, if we finish this place in the league and a cup would be nice. Um, I don't think, as much as I would like us to win one of you know, either the FA Cup, or well, preferably the FA Cup, or, or for that matter, even, even the League Cup, um, I don't think either of winning those trophies would be a measure of how successful we are this season, even though it's silverware. And that's one bit more silverware than we would have last season or season before. Um, for me, it's how we it's how we do in the league. I think the Champions League. Um, yeah, I agree with both of you, It's about giving a good good account of ourselves. But for me, um, we've got to be in contention again. I mean, I, I already said last week I think we're going to win, win the league, so I can't I can't um, backtrack on that. But I, but ultimately, for me, it's as you say, Bex further above. It, it, it's about being in contention and improving on what we've. what what we did last season so if we you know being more consistent going that extra that little bit further and who knows maybe this time we'll end up finishing second behind Woolwich or maybe we'll win the league but as long as we're there for the course of the season and people start to to talk to us sorry to talk about us as being title contenders then then that's a measure of um how we've done, so I think that was for me that would constitute a successful season. Um, Paul Esau asks: Despite the so-called lack of signings in the closed season, do you think we have a head start over the big spending clubs in respect of team spirit and on pitch, on the pitch understanding and, and movement?
3: Not based on the first half from yesterday, because agree with it, that. The, the it first looked like before. yeah, we'd never played together before. Um, but yeah, apart from that, the second half was much better and they did look settled so clearly a bollocking from Potch at half time you'd like to think that they'll improve that and that connection will all come back and like I said earlier everybody had a really busy summer they must be knackered I was exhausted mm. watching them yesterday
2: uh, I think yesterday shows we need to probably bring in somebody to cover for Ericsson or Ali um, who uh, didn't have the best of games you know you were talk- we were talking about Mason earlier on surely if he trusted Mason one of those would have come up and, uh, off and Mason would have gone on i don't yeah. want to think that he looked at the bench oh. and thought i'm better off with what i've got on the pitch here but i think we need to get covered but i think we we're um like i say the others are playing catch up with us at the moment because we are so together and we have such a cohesive unit for st- still with us from last season yeah. um um yeah you know jansen's going to be i think jansen's going to be a key player for us this season very yeah. key um uh you know six months down the line we'll be we'll be talking about him in the same rosy tones that we talked about Kane um who wasn't bad yesterday but he didn't get the service just like Mm. to throw that in there it's not about Mm -hmm. how he played it's about how the others didn't give him the service that the 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 shoulder barge that he did we should have scored from that and the ref should never have blown up but
3: no there was nothing to that really
2: exactly um but he, he didn't play too bad um, but yeah, we're 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 still where we where the others are. Cat, trying to catch up with us. It's certainly an
1: advantage that we've got. But, we, but the key thing is we, we've got to make it pay because eventually, City will get their act together. United will get their act together, and and that's fine. And when we expect that, and we expect that challenge later on in the, on, on the season, and those teams will start showing some togetherness and consistency, and 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 and. Uh, um, uh, Mourinho and uh, Pep, will, will, their, their ideas will, will, will get, their, their, get their ideas across to their players and, and so forth. But at the moment, they're in a state of transition and we're not. And we just need to take advantage of that um, because it will be tougher for, um, further down in the season. And the one thing that all those teams have got, unfortunately, against us is United have won league titles. I know it's been a few years, but they've won league titles, and I don't know it's not necessarily the same personnel. But some of those players there have won titles, and they've won titles also at other clubs. Same with City. Um, we don't have that mental strength.
2: At we have moment, some. So mm-hmm. We, you know, we have we have Dutch winners in um, Ad Vereert and you know we have and you know Loris the Tom and Eriksson, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, we have, we, we have winners. No. We have winners. I, d- I don't think Yanson. No, I don't think he did. No, but um, we have winners in the side. And you know that should never be forgotten. We've got we've got players that that can step up and uh, you know, and they'll they'll be one of the things that people said would, that we maybe need a uh, like a uh, you know when all the youngsters at Man United came through they had a Cantonar on the pitch somebody with an older mm. head yep. who could put his arm round them and lead people. Perhaps we need that kind of player. But I think that Vertonghen and Aldevar need to step up and push the players. Uh, I think they 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 could be key this season. They've got to lead and push.
3: And, well, and Jan, took the, Jan took the um, skipper's thing yesterday, didn't he? Our band yesterday when Louise went off.
2: See, I, uh, question for you:
3: um, uh, uh, the skipper that's a, uh, a goalie. Is that? Uh, a- don't, I, <laughs> I, I bitched about this all last week. And this is possibly the only. This is my biggest thing: is it just doesn't work? And like whoever it was said last week for the Chelsea match, you would have expected your skipper to be right in the middle of all that, saying to Dia calm down telling Walker to stop doing that up involved with the referee when it all got a bit touchy and where was Hugo not there not involved in the least and that really annoyed me
2: to, to be fair if I was the skipper on that day I'd have been whispering in Dyer's ear, kick him harder
3: <laughs> I don't think Dyer needed anybody to whisper really anything to any him <laughs> but I do think that somebody should have been more involved with that and I was I really I, I was quite disappointed I don't like Hugo as the skipper. He's not involved enough, and you know he might. And you can hear him shouting at the team, but he's all the way down the wrong end of the pitch for me. You need yeah. Dyer, Toby, Jan, somebody in that midfield to do all the yelling.
2: But so, which one of the midfielders would you make captain? This is the thing. I, you know, I I, th- I think um, Toby or Jan are the natural mm-hmm. fits in the team but I can't I wouldn't say Dembele isn't captain material no Lamella's not Janssen no. perhaps? perhaps Janssen give it to Dyer
1: if you're going to give it to somebody build build the team around him
3: I love Dyer. I think he's just amazing
2: he is he's superb
3: he I'd really be happy for him to be the captain but so because Poch did it the back end or some of the league game the whatever last season and he was giving players the armband based on their seniority
2: hmm.
3: and things Daddy like that. He so didn't he? Yeah, Walker, that's right. I
1: think, so, and Walker, I think, in the cup yeah, yeah.
3: So, yeah. I don't know, is, is he still sticking to that? Is that why Hugo is still the skipper? But, but isn't
1: this... OK, so... Uh, well, I, I, British briefly said... I on the subject last, last week, and I'm probably the only person out there that thinks that... that it's fine for Lloris to be captain, but surely, as I said last week, it's not about whether you've got the skipper's armband. That shouldn't denote whether you shout or whether you're a leader. Surely you need a team of leaders, and if if, if it just happens to be that Lloris is the captain and he's he's in goal, fine. But you should have other players that, that step up and show those leadership qualities, and and maybe... We've got a team of captains, actually, when you look at it, whether that's Walker and um, Rose through their senior, seniority or whether it's um, uh, Jan or Tabu, as we mentioned, or whether it's somebody like Dyer, or even, dare I say it, Mason, somebody that fights for the team. Surely that's more important than... Yeah, than... yeah.
3: OK, I see that side of the being the skipper, but there's the whole getting involved with the referee, which technically only the skipper is allowed to do. When have you ever, ever seen Hugo step up and speak to a ref?
2: True, he doesn't. Um, and the, the, you know, one of the, the one of the things that could be levelled at a lot of Spurs teams going back a few years is that the captain was never in any referee's yes. face when decisions have, have not gone away the amount of times we were robbed at man united i don't remember uh. s- seeing any spurs fan in any referee's face mm. saying what the hell is that's you know but you yeah. can bet your bottom dollar the other way around they're yeah. straight up to the referee so we've lacked that so you know maybe a hothead like dyer or, or somebody who would just start shouting at people would be a better option um, and you, you know if you're not gonna be playing for Dyer you'll get a kick up the butt. Yeah. Okay,
1: um let's move it along. Um another question from Nikki. She says who do you think is gonna be who sorry, who do you think gonna do a Dembele or even Lamella and be our most improved player this season?
2: Um, I'm gonna go for Lamella stepping up again and I know that Lamella's in the question but he again he's gonna get better. Um I think he, it, it, yeah, I want, I want to see him step up and do more. Um, yes, second half yesterday, he, he, the match for me yesterday. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he can step up and do more, definitely.
3: Yeah, um, Lamella I'll, or Dia, possibly.
1: Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say the same, John Lamella. I think he's gonna have a really good season. In fact, I'm, I'm gonna go as far as saying he's gonna be player of the year i don't mean the club player of the year i mean either the pfa or the
2: football righteous player of the year wow that that, that's that's quite a bold statement but i i hope that comes to pass i think the 30 million quid that we paid or alleged 30 million quid that we paid for him will look like peanuts i Um, think so uh, yeah you know uh, other teams will cover him other other uh, i've got uh, work with um the floor that I work at, we've worked, There's a few Chelsea fans, there's a few um, Woolwich Wanderers fans, um, and then there's more Brighton fans than there is Man United, which is quite weird. But they, they all, all of them, can't see what the fight is about Lamella. And I think by the end of the season, they'll be eating their words.
3: Yeah, I had a real. I was very unimpressed with him at that Stoke game last year, and I'd supported him for two years, and that was shouting, and I was very cross at the Stoke game and I said to Jeff that's it I can't support the guy anymore and yet by the end of the season there I was oh no he's fantastic he's great everybody look at Lamella <laughs> so it would be nice if we could do that again like you say you know, next level for the end it's, of this season
2: it's the energy that he has on the pitch you know he does a little bit his headless chicken that's the side of the game I'd like him to lose just be a bit more aware on the pitch of his movement but he puts his foot in he's not afraid of a tackle and he's not he's afraid he's not at nothing. all he's good uh, he, he is good he is good Some, somebody described him when he came from Italy that um, the, the Italians didn't like him because he was cold hearted that he didn't get stuck in I don't think you could level that at him at all no.
3: no
1: I think what I noticed in pre-season and also uh, yesterday is that he's starting to assert his, himself much more in the game not in, not just in terms of what we saw last season in terms of tracking back and, and, and being strong in the tackle but but f- for I suppose what we signed, well, you know, the, the player that we signed initially from, from a sort of creative point of view, I think he's taking much more responsibility, and I, and I think we're seeing less of that headless chicken, and and I, I mean, he's getting about the pitch a lot more. I mean yesterday he, he was on the left wing a lot, he was through the middle, um, he got a really good goal. I mean that was that just. To me, she showed a lot of courage, and 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 it was a, it was a well taken goal. And by the way, kudos to Toby out of Erald for his run um, with the ball um, before uh, releasing it to Carl Walker um, uh, before Lamellas' eventual goal.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I Had to mention Toby. Um, Man
2: question, crush. <laughs> question from. It's the hair. His hair. It's his hair. It's perfect. <laughs> Like, are you Absolutely. another
3: convert are you? <laughs> he's
2: he's personal grooming. He should have his own range of personal <laughs> grooming products.
3: There's a business uh, opportunity.
2: I uh, will tweet him. Um, <laughs> right f- f- final <laughs> few
1: questions um go through these quickly. Um Jean-Luc for uh, so Jesse asks um Ericsson, 150,000 a week. I mean that was no. his, re- reportedly no. that, that but he's, I, I understand his agent has come out today and said that's not true and he's not looking to to move and well, based on yesterday, he's not worth one
2: hundred and fifty thousand. I've, I've heard that Chelsea are in for him and will pay him one hundred and fifty grand a week. But um, he has quality and talent, but isn't consistent enough, and doesn't—he doesn't have the cojones of Van der Vaart. Say, no, he doesn't, game. and
3: he's still getting pushed off the ball too easily. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, get I don't in
3: the gym, man.
2: Is that looking for free kicks though? Does he think if he goes down, he's going to get free kicks? I don't know. I don't um, know.
3: There was a bit yesterday where he had the ball, and he just basically got shoved aside and it's not an uncommon thing this isn't you know the first time we've seen it he doesn't have like the strength of a Dembele say he just needs to do something about that I think
2: oh Dembele's a mountain
3: yeah I know but but maybe Ericsson needs to take some lessons there must be some tactics to not being pushed off the ball like you're Mm. not even there
2: Lamella's
1: a good example. I mean, I felt yeah. when Lamella came in, he looked a bit lightweight. Um, and he's he's certainly done a lot of work in the gym and, and he, he looks quite strong. So Ericsson could, could take a leaf out of his book. Um, okay, final two or three questions. Um, Mark Stoll says Which teams are your tips for relegation? Real, not fantasy picks. Uh,
2: Palace, Hull, and Bournemouth. Palace, Hull, and Bournemouth. Interesting. I, I would love to see West Ham go down but um, I think Bilic will will turn them into quite a a good team this season and I hated saying every word of that okay interesting you've got Bournemouth down but I think they'll struggle um, I really do think they'll struggle this season second season syndrome and I don't think they'll yeah. be able to step up Borough are going to be a good side to play this season um, yeah. and if uh, top tip if anybody's looking for value on fantasy football Gaston Ramirez and Negredo there you go. <laughs> Damn, I shouldn't have said that. No, <laughs> Uh
3: Burnley, Sunderland and Hull.
1: Okay. Um, so Hull won yesterday. I'm going to go for Hull to go down. And I think Burnley will stay up. And I think Middlesbrough will stay up. So I'm going to go for Hull City. I think Swansea are going to be in the shit. And, which is a shame because I like them. Um, and... I think Southampton are going to struggle
3: hmm well Hull yesterday could they have picked a better time to get a result like that that was pretty entertaining I can't wait to go and speak to the resident Leicester fan at work (laughs) shame I'm on leave all next week but I'm sure I can find a way to get a dig in at him somehow
1: okay final two questions Um, another one from Mark Stoll Um, Ben Davis Sean Davis or Simon Davis pick your your favourite Davis
3: um He's got too Simon.
2: much time on his hand. Ben. Simon. <laughs> what is it, 18 goals Simon Davis scored? I loved him. He I, I like Simon Davis. Uh,
1: Sharon Davis? No. Nope. <laughs> um, Alan Davis? Edgar Davids?
2: Or no, it's just Chad. <laughs> it? um, <laughs> nearly
1: the same. No, I like...
3: Though. Edgar Davids, I like that. That's a good shout. I'm going to go with him.
1: I, would, I, I Yeah, I, I quite like Simon Davis when he broke through in the team. But um, good good player. Um, I think just by virtue of the fact that he plays for us at the moment, I'd, I'd go with Ben, ben Davis. Um, Sean Davis, um, bless him. He came in at a time, as I recall. There was him, there was... Um, chat, uh, no, no, no... Para, Paramount. Oh, pa- paramo yeah and timothy atubo and countless others but i think it was it was at that time when um Santini had taken charge and there was a whole load of Briefly. players that came through Men, uh, pedro Mendes, um and yeah uh, some of these players and, and sean davis was one of them i don't think they were there very long and i can't i can't even recall how he did for us well
2: where all bad. those players arneson signings yeah uh, yeah, yeah so there you go with your black box and your book of players look hmm. at what what comes i remember um timothy tooper's goal at newcastle and he's that one glorious moment um yeah he will forever be remembered for that and only that oh
1: and being a crap footballer um right final question now i did ask this last week on on, on the podcast um but i thought that it was a good question and uh we could only think of so many answers um myself and and Mark and Mark, Mark Stoll and uh, Greg were on last week. So I'm going to ask it again. Um, it's from ASD um, for another show, uh, presenter of the Echoes of Glory podcast. And I should, by the way, on behalf of everybody from the Tottenham Hotspur Family podcast, um, congratulate um, ASD and his wife, Emma. Um, they're expecting a, a, a newborn in January. So congratulations. Um, ASD asks, if if every one Spurs player suddenly turns into a pet, what would they be, and why?
2: Gone back, you go first.
3: Well, I already put this in the um on the Facebook page last week. Chadley is a dolphin. Everybody knows that. So I can't believe the lads missed out on that last week. Everybody has a pet dolphin, right? <laughs> 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 Just keeping the bathtub or something. Yeah, so um Chadley is definitely a dolphin.
2: Okay, drum roll. Final word with you, John. Um, I don't know. For some reason, no pressure. Um, walker as a budgie. as <laughs> um, a budgie. Y- y- you can teach him some things, and he can repeat his name and things like that. <laughs> he runs up and down in like a straight line and just flies around his cage. But most of all, just smashing his face against the mirror with a bell repeatedly. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the Walker is a budgie. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> okay. Um,
1: right. That's that's the, the final, <laughs> final time. we're going to do? That questioner a good question. It's a great uh,
2: question. It really is a great
3: question. I think you should keep it going all through the season. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> as things change and players evolve and become better or worse, then you can change what they are.
1: Evolve from cats to dogs to dogs to monkeys yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I might, might just do that. Right. Um, bex as ever thank you very much thank you um john thank you for um thank you for joining us thank you for making um, your debut you passed with flying colors um, uh, thank
2: you that so much i've enjoyed it um yeah uh, r- really enjoyable thank you guys um and as ever and we're
1: back by the way next um we're recording next sunday um and as, and as ever the future's bright the future's lily white good night
0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to the green White our Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the name's up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her